Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes. But let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, a catastrophe here in Surfside, Florida. A condo building collapses, reduced to rubble. The race against time to find those still unaccounted for. And the news we're learning tonight. Possible signs of life in the search for victims. Families desperate for word. Probably one of the worst experiences that I've ever witnessed in my life. The collapse caught on camera. Boom, 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 that, that kind of thing. Look at the building. It's gone. Dozens, including a boy, pulled from the wreckage. He was yelling, please don't leave me. But Florida braces for bad news. The agonizing wait for word. You never lose hope. I'm not, I'm not losing my hope. I have friends. I live there. There's no news yet. Our interview tonight with Surfside's mayor describing the scene like a bomb went off. So how did this happen? The latest in the investigation. And the heroes, those rushing towards the disaster instead of away from it. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell reporting tonight from Surfside, Florida. Good evening and thank you for joining us. We are going to begin tonight with horror and hope here in Surfside, Florida. After part of the 12-story condo building behind me collapsed overnight. Now, surveillance video shows it folding in on itself in a matter of seconds as the people living inside slept. And these images showing the before and after. It's actually hard to fathom the scope of the destruction. But as we come on the air tonight, one person is confirmed dead and nearly 100 people are still unaccounted for in this building behind me. That's 100 families now waiting for signs of life under a mountain of concrete and steel. 
Now, officials are still clinging to hope here. One boy was pulled out this morning, and rescuers say they are still hearing sounds from this rubble. Right now, teams are slowly tunneling in below the building, but they say things are still too unstable to send searchers on top of the pile. Tonight, there is an eerie quiet here. You can see the lives interrupted in an instant. Beds and chairs clinging to the floors that are still standing. Mattresses and lamps among shards of glass and plumes of dust. Hundreds of first responders are already here, and the president is promising federal aid. But tonight, the vice chairman of the board of commissioners said what Surfside really needs is prayers. We have a team of CBS correspondents here in Surfside, and I'll talk to the mayor in just a moment. But first, CBS's Manuel Bohorquez, who has been here since before dawn, is going to lead off our coverage tonight. Good evening, Manny. What I saw on TV this morning is nothing like what it's what you look at it in person. Yeah, no, really. And the mayor put it to us earlier. It looks like there was an earthquake here. And when we arrived in those pre-dawn hours, there was still so much chaos and confusion on the streets. There were survivors that were walking around looking dazed. Firefighters were still rescuing people, plucking them from balconies in the section of the building that had not collapsed. All of this happened while most were asleep. Surveillance video captured the moment this 12-story condo building collapsed in Surfside, Florida, just after 1.30 this morning. One section teetered before also giving way. We were right there on the second floor. The building, one of these huge buildings, gone right here beside us. The craziest thing I've ever heard in my life. This 3D map view shows what the building looked like before. This is what it looks like now. An entire structure collapsing. Floors pancaked on top of one another. When the dust settled, the building appeared to be sheared in two with bunk beds, dining rooms, and entire homes left blowing in the wind. Some indoor surveillance cameras appeared to capture the moments before the deadly collapse. I've been living in Sosa the past 10 years. This is by far the most horrific thing that I've seen in my life. Officials say 55 of the 136 apartments collapsed on the northeast side of the building, sparking a desperate search and rescue in the rubble that continues right now. Dozens of firefighters under the building's parking garage using heavy equipment in the search for survivors. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis says rescuers have made contact with people trapped beneath the piles of debris. They're doing everything they can to save lives. Earlier today, rescuers found this 10-year-old boy in the rubble. Neighbor Nicholas Balboa says he heard the boy's screams for help. He was just really panicked. Um, you know, he said that his mom was in there with him. Um, you know, his arm was pinned. It, there wasn't really a whole lot of conversation. It was just, like I said, it was just sheer panic. Today, President Biden said FEMA is at the ready. We are on top of it. We are ready to move from the federal resources immediately. To make matters worse, bad weather hampered rescue operations today. Dogs were brought in to assist in the search. Officials said they remain hopeful they can still find people alive. We are shoring up the structure on the inside as we continue to tunnel in to uh, locate additional uh, survivors. But some family members say the search isn't moving fast enough. We walked up to it 10 minutes ago, and there's not one person searching the rubble. The rubble's about three stories high. And no one is searching in the rubble right now. Nicholas Fernandez says his calls to his loved ones who are missing have gone unanswered. Seeing they are gone, I don't want to say I don't want to be pessimistic, but they they are 
We've been calling them like nonstop, no reply. At this family reunification center, friends and families were huddled together looking for answers about their loved ones, like 66-year-old Judy Spiegel, who was in the building. We spoke with her children, Rachel and Joshua. Tell us um, what you know and what you're hoping for. What we're hoping for is that they'll find her quickly and that she's still alive. Their father lives there too, but happened not to be home. Joshua believes his mother will be found alive. We just want to be with our mom. Oh, Manny, it's so hard to hear from these families. So how large is the rescue effort? Well, Nora, we know that between search and rescue workers and firefighters, there are more than 100 people on the scene here tonight. This is dangerous work for them and work that will likely go on for days. We also know they have sonar devices in there and search cameras, and they've heard what appears to be banging, but no voices coming from the rubble tonight. All right, Manny Bajorquez, thank you. So while those rescue crews are tunneling underneath what's left of the building, as Manny mentioned, just down the street, the wait is simply excruciating. Some families don't know if their loved ones are trapped inside or if somehow they weren't at home when it happened. CBS's David Begno is with the families. And good evening, David. Nora, good evening. We're just five blocks away from where you and Manny are tonight. There's only been one reunification here so far today, just one. I want to set the scene for you. It's hot. It's humid. One man walked out and said, I am miserable. But they don't want to leave. I mean, they're afraid of getting the unthinkable news, but they're not willing to leave here until they get at least something in the way of information. They've been arriving since before dawn when word of the horrific collapse first broke. They've waited. Nearby, the desperate search for the survivors continued. Among those 99 whose families say they are unaccounted for is Michael Altman. He lived in the South Tower, apartment number 11,010. 28-year-old Moises Rodan from the fourth floor. Marina Azen, a 20-year resident. Everyone here is hoping for just a sliver of information about people like Rayond and Mercedes Urgelis, both 61 years old, and Brad Cohen, whose relatives said they had checked all the local hospitals but came up empty. Yubi Pettengill is praying that her nephew is still alive. That only God is the one who saved them. So you never lose hope. And I'm not losing my hope. Oliver Gilbert is vice chairman of the Miami-Dade County Commission. Just pray. Look, having seen that building from the other side, we have to all pray. We're going to all continue to work. But we need everybody to continue to pray. Let me tell you something, there's a lot of praying happening here tonight. A lot of the people who are missing are members of the local Jewish community. And we just found out that they are now asking families inside the center to submit DNA samples. In fact, one man walked out with his three kids. His wife, Judy, of nearly 40 years, is missing. He submitted a DNA sample in the unthinkable event that they find Judy's remains. They'll be able to use the DNA sample from him to identify her. All right, David Begno, thank you. And it is hard to explain just how devastating this day has been for this tight-knit community. But tonight, people here say they are not giving up, including Surfside's mayor, Charles Burkett. I spoke with him just moments ago. It is a catastrophe. There's no doubt. It's, it's an unmitigated catastrophe. It's like a bomb went off. You're telling me that you have emergency personnel that are able to 
connect with someone who is stuck underneath that rubble? They have talked. It's my understanding that they have talked to people, or one person at least, in the rubble. Yeah, and it's and, and again, getting them out is a completely different operation. And I think that we've moved in that direction to do that. We first had to understand what happened. We first had to evacuate and go through the building. Listen, when I got here at 2 this morning, we didn't know if the rest of that building was going to fall down. Well, why aren't you pulling the rubble up so that well, you can case there's people there? Well, that's, that's tricky. You know, you can't just go and pull the rubble up because that stuff weighs tons. And if, a, if it slightly moves and there is a pocket... You eliminate the pocket and you eliminate the person. You mentioned the governor. He said that there, there's, there's been able to make contact with people in the rubble. What do you think the governor meant? I think he meant exactly that. I think that they, uh, they have been, we have had a couple lucky situations where we have made contact. And we've actually, we pulled a little boy out this morning, a 10-year-old boy. And uh, I believe we have made contact with with one other at least. Is there any indication that foul play was involved in terms of the collapse of this condo building? I, you know, I don't think they've ruled anything out, but that's hard to imagine that. I mean, but I'll tell you one thing. Buildings like this don't fall down in America. This is not an old building. This is a new building. I know old buildings because that was my business. I renovated buildings in South Beach that were 100 years old. This building is 1980s. So it's like, relatively speaking, brand new. And uh, the, 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 the extent of the collapse is really mind-boggling. What do you say to families who have someone missing or unaccounted for? We say that we love you. We say that we're treating this like it's one of our family members. We say that uh, uh, we're not going to stop until... The job is done. And that was Surfside Mayor Charles Burkett a short time ago. And, and even as the search for survivors continues tonight, engineers are already searching for clues into what brought the building down. CBS's Mark Strassman is looking into this. And Mark, what have you found out? Well, Nora, up and down the coast, there are taller buildings, there are older buildings, but all of them are still standing. So why did this one fall down? Buried under a wing of this 12-story luxury condo building, its piles of rubble and twisted steel lies a mystery. What went wrong? They are going to have engineers looking at this uh, to, to try to identify what, what happened and what was the problematic uh, uh, occurrence. This study from a researcher at Florida International University found that the building, constructed 40 years ago on reclaimed wetlands, has been sinking at a rate of 2 millimeters a year for the last three decades. That may also have impacted the building structurally. The town of Surfside requires multifamily buildings like this 136-unit property to be recertified every 40 years. The process involves electrical and structural inspections of the foundation, beams, columns, slabs, and the roof, where work was happening. Those inspections were underway for the building, but had not yet been completed. Buildings don't collapse, especially not like this, especially not without any reason or indication or anything like that. Sinisha Kolar, a structural engineer, was in the building a year ago. Based on the videos he's seen, Kolar suspects multiple failures. Most likely columns or some uh, load-bearing beams uh, uh, that caused a first local collapse based on the videos. Is it a, uh, some form of cracking or something that, that overloaded the structure or something like that? I think it's all speculation.
But in the weeks to come, forensic inspectors will get to the bottom of this. It appears someone missed something. Nora? Mark Strassman, thank you. And we're going to have more on the search and the heroes here in a moment. But we're also following breaking news out of Washington, where tonight there is a rare bipartisan deal on a sweeping package to overhaul the country's roads and bridges. CBS's Ed O'Keefe reports tonight from the White House. We have a deal. The road to this deal has been bumpy. But President Biden says the bipartisan plan unveiled today will create millions of new jobs and help rebuild broken relationships. This reminds me of the days we used to get an awful lot done up in the United States Congress. The $579 billion plan has new money for bridges, airports, train stations, and public transit, and to expand broadband internet or rebuild power grids. Congress would pay for it in part by boosting the IRS's budget to go after tax cheats, diverting billions in unused COVID relief funds, and by selling some of the nation's strategic oil reserve. The president and negotiators agreed on the details, but... Neither side got everything they wanted in this deal. That's what it means to compromise. We didn't get everything we wanted. No one got everything they wanted in this package. We all gave some to get some. And some Democrats aren't happy. Saying they'll only support the new plan if Congress also passes a more expensive Democratic budget resolution full of proposals like expanding child care. There won't be an infrastructure bill unless we have a reconciliation bill. The president said that's his plan, too, and remains optimistic it'll happen. What is it about the conversations you've had recently with Republicans that give you so much hope? The people I was with today are people that I trust. I don't agree with them on a lot of things, but I trust them when they say this is a deal, we'll stick to the deal. And Ed is back with us from the White House. So, Ed, I have to ask you, does this mean that there may be movement on other agenda items that have stalled? Yeah, nor with the July 4th holiday recess coming up, there appears to be eagerness to demonstrate bipartisan progress tonight. Democrats and Republicans negotiating a major police reform bill say they also have an agreement in principle and will work out the details in the coming weeks. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Tonight, President Biden is in North Carolina urging Americans to roll up their sleeves and get COVID shots. According to a new AP analysis, 99% of all COVID deaths last month were among the unvaccinated, reinforcing the CDC's insistence that any COVID deaths going forward are preventable. And New York, once the pandemic's epicenter today, lifted its state of emergency. All right, today, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi created a special committee to investigate the Capitol insurrection. It's not yet known who'll be on it, but it replaces an independent commission that was blocked by Republicans. Newly released body cam video from the January 6th assault shows violent attacks on police defending the building against a pro-Trump mob. Officers are pulled down, kicked and hit with a skateboard. Also news tonight about Rudy Giuliani. His license to practice law in New York has been suspended. 
after a panel of judges ruled that he made false and misleading statements about voter fraud in last year's presidential election on behalf of his client, former President Trump. Giuliani says the suspension violates his First Amendment rights and his rights as an attorney. We're here in Surfside, Florida. This is a beautiful beach town. It's a place where you come to vacation, to retire, and to relax. But tonight, it is a scene of heartbreak. And we are thinking about those families and the excruciating wait to hear about their loved ones. Many of them went to bed last night and woke up with their worlds completely changed. And the scene here, a scene of destruction. But, you know, when you see it in person, the pictures really don't do it justice. The dust, the smell of burning, this truly is a disaster zone. And even with the fear that the danger here may not be over, there are stories of people running toward danger. The brave men, women, and canines who are doing whatever they can to make sure loved ones get answers, as many here are praying for a miracle tonight. And we invite you to stay with CBS News for coverage of the search for survivors here in Florida on your CBS station and tomorrow on CBS This Morning and tomorrow night on the CBS Evening News. And if you can't watch us live, don't forget to set your DVR so that you can watch us later. That is tonight's edition of the CBS Evening News from Surfside, Florida. I'm Nora O'Donnell, sending our prayers to all the families here. We'll see you tomorrow. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. The Hargan women seem to have it all. From the outside looking in, we were blessed. My mom was amazing. But as detectives would soon learn, there was a lot going on inside the Hargan household. Ashley and I have been calling my mom and the house and Helen. No one's answering. 63-year-old Pamela Hargan gunned down in her own home. Her youngest daughter, Helen, lay dead upstairs. Patrol, when they arrived, assumed or thought that there might have been a murder-suicide. But for the detectives on the scene... There were things about the scene itself that were concerning to us on day one. Who would want to kill their mother and their little sister? There is no boogeyman here. It is exactly who we think it is. I'm Peter Vance Sat from 48 Hours. This is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings, starting May 8th, wherever you get your podcasts.